Welcome to the Indirect Vision Podcast, where it is our mission to help pre-dental and dental students make better decisions through the application of new and unique perspectives. Today, it is my pleasure to interview Nicole Gordy. Nicole is a first-year dental student who is originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. She is the D1 class president of the Student Government Association and is an Army National Guard officer. Nicole is interested in geriatric dentistry, the business side of dentistry, and consistency in dental care between providers. And in her free time, she enjoys hiking, crafting, and spending time with her dogs. Thanks for joining us today, Nicole. Glad to be here. And unfortunately, Kyle had a family gathering, so he's unable to be with us today. But I am so excited to interview Nicole, and we like to start our podcast off by just asking why did you choose dentistry? So I chose dentistry because I wanted to uh, work in a medical type field, uh, working with all different age groups. So having the ability to work with children, adults, and uh, elderly folks. I also thought it would be a good opportunity to be able to contribute back to my community. Um, So I think being a dentist is a nice profession and that, you know, you get to meet so many people in the local community around you and you can know families throughout their whole life. So you're not just seeing them for a short period, typically. Um, I also really enjoyed the fact that um, we get to do so many procedures. So, and there's flexibility with scheduling. We can do, you know, all of our procedures Monday and Wednesday, or, you know, just a lot of flexibility, which is nice. So, and I really enjoy the aspect that we can be small business owners. Um, I think kind of some of the stuff that's happened with medicine is that it's become more corporate and uh, hospitals, administrators that, you know, they're kind of running things. So dentistry allows uh, us as providers to be able to treat patients directly, but also um, manage that business and do what's best for the patient. So rather than, you know, a corporation telling us what we should do. So yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. One of the reasons I love dentistry too, is because the relational aspect. And like you said, you get to own your own business and it's flexible. You kind of get to pick your own hours too. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. And also, Nicole, you are a first year at Midwestern, just like me. And we like to ask, why did you end up choosing Midwestern to receive your dental degree from? So I applied to dental school very late. (laughs) Um, I applied in December and took the DAT I think it was November 28th or something like that. So I applied December 2018 and uh, I applied to every school that was still allowing uh, applications to, you know, be received at that point. And um, so I didn't necessarily know where I wanted to go. I just knew I wanted to be a dentist. And uh, my first interview that I had was in uh, January and I interviewed at the Midwestern in Illinois. And when I went through that interview and got to see all the technology and the changes and the clinic time and just the energy of, you know, the administration and students at Midwestern, I just fell in love. And so, um, I knew I wanted to go to Midwestern at at that point. Um, but I didn't really want to go to Illinois. (laughs) So, uh, thankfully I got into the Arizona school in February and I did get another option. I interviewed with Roseman and that just even, confirmed even more after going through an interview with them and seeing their school and just how they learn. And I, after that, I said, I definitely want to go to Midwestern and I feel like I definitely made the right. So and Arizona, you know, I love hiking. So I, Arizona versus Illinois, you know, got to go with the mountains. (laughs) So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
It's nice because we're so close to so many mountains. Uh, do you hike Thunderbird? You know what? I have not gone to Thunderbird. <laughs> I know ah, that's okay. It's kind of a baby mountain, so you probably you probably hike all the like professional mountains like Camelback and stuff like that. So I really like going on long hikes is what I like. And so I try to avoid people on my hikes. And um, mm. I usually go for like five, six mile hikes. I kind of like some of the ones around the area, like uh, the Dean Hills Rec area. And then I just started going to the Sonoran uh, Desert Preserve, which is super close to campus. So, and I know you probably know all this because you're from here. So, <laughs> you know, I was just about to say, I am embarrassed that I have never even gone on either of those hikes. So <laughs> I need to step up my game, Nicole. <laughs> well, you're welcome to join me. Okay. Yes. Let's go on a hike sometime. Show me all your hikes because I've been hiking the same Thunderbird Mountain since I was a wee lad. <laughs> all right. So Nicole, before I say anything else embarrassing, like wee lad, you mm-hmm. got to tell me. So you're the SGA class president. Mm -hmm. What, first of all, what is SGA and what do they do as a, as an association? So um, when I knew you were going to ask me that, I I was like, I want to get a really good uh, definition for you. (laughs) So I went to Midwestern's website to see what they, what they say our student government is. And um, I agree with their definition. So uh, Midwestern says our student government is, uh, provides a forum for discussing and resolving student concerns, initiating recognition of new student organizations, and conducting reviews of student organizations. And we kind of have two levels of student government. Um, I know you're familiar with some of our student government because you're our our class activities coordinator, one of them. Um, So we have that class level where, you know, we're the D1 class. And we handle more of the, you know, student concerns um, or planning activities, working on apparel, that kind of thing. So we're more one-on-one with our class. Uh, The other component of SGA is um, where I kind of, I go to those meetings uh, with the vice president and class council for the college level of the, you know, CDMA type SGA. So in that, we approve new clubs. Um, We also plan events that are, uh, I guess, dental for the college as a whole for all the classes. So events such as a Donto Blast. Um, I also go to meetings with uh, four SGAs, the class president, to approve curriculum changes and new classes. So I get to meet with faculty uh, one-on-one sometimes, which is pretty cool. So Yeah, there are many responsibilities of SGA. <laughs> and I'm familiar with the activities, <laughs> which I love. Um, so... So speaking about members of SGA, what kind of person should apply for student government to be in student government? So I think ideally it would be good, I guess, for somebody to be, you know, join SGA or run for a government office. If it's somebody who wants to get to know their classmates better and likes to participate in planning and organizing um, for, you know, I think it's good if you want to help make our dental school experience more rewarding. We're trying to have events that kind of help with de-stressing and making our experience more fun. Um, so it's not just all about studying. Um, I think it's also good, I guess, somebody who would be willing to listen to other opinions, other people's, because uh, as a member of SGA, it's not about our individual opinions. Um, our role is to 
listen to our classmates and kind of advocate for them. And so um, sometimes we do things or, you know, work or spend extra time doing stuff um, for everyone rather than us and our individual needs. So it's about putting other people first. So I think, you know, if somebody is naturally like that or wants to get more involved in that kind of thing, this would be a really good opportunity for them. Yeah, totally. And um, can you tell us kind of some of the events that SGA has put on? We started doing something this year that apparently no other class has done. Um, We threw kind of a breakfast uh, type deal with bagels and donuts and that kind of thing um, and coffee and whatnot for our finals week. Um, I thought that was a really nice way to kind of, I guess, keep people enthusiastic about studying, you know, when we're at the end of the quarter. Um, We also did a Mardi Gras event at our last finals just because our uh, winter quarter ended right around Mardi Gras. So uh, you got to help kind of throw that stuff. And um, it's a, a fun event. I guess our events are fun for everybody at SGA to be able to participate in and kind of give back to the class. So we also did a social with the D2 class, which when we're future D2s, we'll try to do a social with the D1s and kind of get to know them more um, just so that when we work together in the future, we've at least met each other hopefully once or twice. (laughs) So, I mean, the goal of our events is just to kind of get to know each other, de-stress, make school more fun. And, um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> we also kind of do apparel planning, I would say, as well. So not necessarily an event, but um, hopefully every year we'll have some new apparel that comes out. I know the school does apparel, but it's kind of nice and we can make things individualized for our class. So and have the class vote on different things. Yeah, totally. And shout out to you, Nicole, because although I am the activities counselor or coordinator, you have come up with all these super amazing ideas and each one has been such a big hit, especially the breakfast and the Mardi Gras. I honestly think that we're getting like 90% of the people there. What do you think? We definitely have more than 50%, which I think is... Yeah, more than 50%. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely more than 50. I mean, based on what we saw with our D1, D2 social, um, it seemed like our class was really willing to come out and excited to participate. And whenever they can get free food, why not, right? (laughs) So... um, I think it's been a lot of fun. Food is a huge motivator. <laughs> yes. It really has. It really has. So. And so one of the reasons a lot of people don't join SGA or get involved their first year is because they're so concerned that they won't have enough time to do both the didactic side of dental school and also get involved in all these extracurriculars. What would you say to a first year student in the fall who is kind of debating whether or not to get involved for these reasons? So I remember that was said to us in the beginning (laughs) and uh, I, you know, I didn't even think twice about it, to be honest. Um, What you'll see is that a lot of people who want to be involved are involved in a lot of things. So um and I'd say too, with our you know student council, our I guess class council, SGA for our class, um, different roles require more or less of our time. So um, a certain role, like maybe activities coordinators or class council or myself or you know the class liaisons, um, 
might be a lot busier than some other roles. Um, and it depends on the time of year, what's going on. You know, if we have a test that's difficult, our class liaisons are going to be um, busy, maybe <laughs> speaking with students. So a good way, I guess I was going to put this, is that we can be as busy as we plan to. Um, if we want to have more activities for our class, we're going to be busier. So it it's going to go, I guess, depending on the whole class council SGA for the class. So if you know, they want to do something every quarter or an event once a year or whatever, you know, that's going to require you to be busy or, you know, more busy or less. So um, I think we've done, we've tried to spread things out. So we're not bombarded with different activities all the time, but um, I feel like it's been manageable. I don't know. How, how about you? Have you felt like it's manageable? Oh yeah, totally. And <laughs> let me just throw out there that <laughs> I spend a fraction of the time uh, doing activities coordinator, but I know that you have so much with the being the president, right? Because you have to go to meetings and stuff with the president of the college. So you, <laughs> your responsibilities are a lot more than mine. So it's it's been easy for me, but but I can't imagine your schedule. I'm constantly when I you know when we have different. Um, breaks coming up or other things, I'm constantly thinking about things we can do and how we can, you know, improve something or, so I guess I, I sometimes spend more time on that. I like being busy though. So, um, I mean, even as we've been out of school for coronavirus, uh, the last few weeks, we had apparel come in. And so, uh, I went and kind of organized that and I've been working with the lady, um, to get everything sorted out. So, I mean, <laughs> It's fine. I was like, I like being busy. So um, I definitely think if you're going to run for any of the activity stuff or class president or anything like that, you should definitely be okay with spending more of your time maybe thinking about others and, you know, <laughs> so. You are a master at balancing your time for sure. <laughs> and a good procrastinator. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember during the Mardi Gras, um, <laughs> you're like, I haven't even studied one of these lectures or something like that. I can't remember. I was studying fully, for a final during the yeah. event, and somehow I managed to get an, like a perfect score on that final. That's never happened before. Oh my gosh! See, <laughs> that's 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 Nicole for you guys. <laughs> so. Studies thirty minutes before and gets a hundred. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, Nicole. So, so why did you join student government? your first year. What is your reason for joining? So I, I wanted to do everything I could do to be involved in dental school. Um, it took me a long time to kind of figure out that this is what I wanted to do as a career. And I had never, ever done anything like this ever before. <laughs> in high school, I think I, I played a lot of sports. And so that took up a lot of time. And then when I went to college, I went to LSU for my um, undergraduate degree. And LSU is huge. And I, I think I would have been too shy to ever run for anything. I don't, I don't think I was ever in any clubs or anything when I was there. So growing over the last, you know, 10 years and working and becoming more confident, I think it enabled me to be able to do something like this and run for student government. And I love organizing stuff and talking to people and getting to know classmates. And so I just figured, let me throw my hat in the ring and, you know, um, see if, if, People will elect me. And, you know, I had a couple of classmates before we even started um, just based on me 
saying, hey, let's go get breakfast or, you know, meet up before school started. I had a couple of classmates say, hey, you should run for class president. And I said, are you sure? <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, go for it. You know, so um, I think it's been a really cool experience. And um, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm doing a good job. And hopefully um, people are enjoying the events that we're doing. And um, I guess we'll see uh, for future plans for next year um, for running. So, yeah. <laughs> Nicole, I hope you run again because you have been doing an amazing job. Like I think every single one of our classmates would agree with me when I say that because you are just kicking it out of the park. You're crushing it. So good job, seriously, with all all the work you've been doing for our class. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And something recently that we all really appreciate you doing is uh, posting on our Facebook group. Um like the COVID response, Mm -hmm. because you meet with uh, the dean of the school every once in a while. Could you kind of elaborate um, how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting first years at Midwestern? Sure. So um, obviously, we know this is kind of an unprecedented event uh, in our lives. Hopefully, this is only a once in a lifetime event. Um, I guess obviously the first thing that's happening is we're not going to class right now. Um, So we're not getting as much sim time, so sim lab time, but we are waxing teeth again, which is nice if you enjoy that, which I do. (laughs) Um, I think you're the only one, Nicole. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Come on. I think Gemma and Johnny would disagree with you and Sarah. Yeah, you're right. You're (laughs) right. Um, So, Besides not, besides not being in sim lab, I mean, I think it's pretty cool that we're doing the online classes right now. You know, I'm actually one of the students who doesn't go to class and I do online classes. So uh, not much has changed for me in regards to basic sciences, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I guess with the sim lab, thankfully we were so far ahead. So I, this is not going to put us behind at all, you know, as D1s when we start D2 year we apparently have done way more projects as D1s than any other class coming through Midwestern. So, um, you know, after speaking with our dean about this, I feel like we're fully prepared to go into D2 year and uh, be ready to just get running with it. So, um, and in regards to our school handling this to coronavirus, I think that they've done a really good job communicating with us and, you know, making sure we're still taking classes Um which I super appreciate because, you know, some of the other schools around here um, have stopped offering classes. And so they might have to stay longer or come in early or that kind of thing. Uh, Thankfully, that's not going to be the situation for our class. So um, I think our school's done a really fantastic job of making sure we're doing the best we can in this unprecedented time. Yeah, totally. Uh, We are very fortunate to go to Midwestern. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I don't know about you, but I kind of prefer this new schedule (laughs) where all the classes are online and none of them are mandatory, you know? You're going to get really spoiled, so. (laughs) But that might just be because I'm lazy. Yeah, we're spoiled. spoiled. (laughs) I just watched uh, four lectures before this interview, so that's like a whole day of lectures. yeah. You have the option of 2x too, so. I got through uh two and a half, so. <laughs> I'll be studying two, two and a half. I still have to do more today. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. I know. I'll try to watch one more after this. <laughs> uh, um so 
kind of shifting gears a little bit, mm-hmm. you are an officer for the Army National Guard. Mm-hmm. So why did you join the Army National Guard in the first place? So I had wanted to join the military uh, starting in, a, in high school. I had gone to a different school my senior year and did uh, JROTC. <laughs> and this was a whole new world for me, considering I had gone to an all-girls Catholic school prior to this. And nobody, you know, there was no military in my family, nothing. I didn't know anything about the military. So um, my senior year when I went to the school in Nebraska, um, I participated in that. And I, I just really loved um, the uniform. I, I enjoyed doing that. And I liked the routine and just, it was a really, um, really good team building experience. So um, I was going to join the military out of high school and because um, I didn't know how I was going to pay for college at the time. My mom was a single mom with four of us and I'm the oldest. So I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I was the first one going, so I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, thankfully I ended up getting a full scholarship to LSU. So I didn't join the military, uh, straight out of high school. It wasn't until what 2013 when I had had just some major life changes and didn't kind of, I didn't know what I was going to do, what career, uh, what direction I was going in, you know, what I wanted to do for work, where I was going to live, that kind of thing. Um, I said, you know what, I think now's the time I'm going to join the military. And I really wanted to be able to give back, uh, and challenge myself with something new. So, and the guard, um, I I chose the guard because the guard is, you know, who responds to situations like coronavirus, where we have, you know, the state activate the guard and they can help with emergency response, um, you know, helping with either patrolling or safety issues or handing out supplies or, you know, fighting fires in the U.S. So I think it's a really neat way to be involved in our local community and our state. So um, that's why I chose the Army National Guard specifically. Yeah, totally. It sounds like a great thing to get involved with. Are there any benefits of joining the National Guard before or during dental school? For dental school, I think it might be more difficult to get a spot as a dental school um, officer or dental student officer, uh, so to speak. Um, Typically, states don't have as many positions for that. For example, Arizona has two to three spots for dental students. And I had come from Montana prior to coming here, and Montana had zero uh, dental students, mainly because they don't have a dental school. But um, I would say if you're not already in the military, um, go speak to a recruiter. They're going to be the best one to help you out with this if there is any spots. Um, If not, you know, wait till after dental school and there are benefits. I know um, one of the benefits that I'm getting that I'm sure you want me to mention is I'm getting a scholarship, um, or maybe it's more of a contract, but I'm getting a living stipend called the MDSSP, where I'm getting about $2,400 a month. But I do have to give the guard um, eight years of service when I'm done with school. So, um, but that definitely helps to get a living stipend. There also is another contract um, for after dental school. Once I am an actual dentist, um, I can sign another contract and get $250,000 reimbursed. Um, It just requires another, I think, six-year extension. So, And there are other monetary incentives when people finish dental school. So say you wanted to join and you were living in a state that needed more dentists in the Army, um, they'll have sign-on bonuses um, to come and serve. So. And so are you a full-time dentist for the Army National Guard or do you have to give back maybe like a month a year 
or how does that work? <laughs> um, so kind of the difference between the guard and then the active duty HPSP scholarship, which is what um, a lot of our, we have quite a few classmates that have that per- scholarship. I just serve one weekend a month and then two weeks in the year. And the other difference besides me not being full-time is that um, I'm currently serving right now. So because I'm serving right now, one weekend a month, I go Saturday and Sunday and help with dental exams, as well as I am getting, I guess, let's see, the guard, the difference too, sorry, (laughs) getting off track here. The guard to be able to live where I want when I'm done with dental school and practice where I want. So there's a longer contract with the guard, Hmm. but there's a little bit more freedom and flexibility as well as because I'm able to be in the military while I'm in school, I'm actively accumulating retirement points. So I'm working on a retirement plan where I've been in the military now. Um, I'm coming up right this month on seven years in. And so when I'm out of dental school, I'll have about 10 years in. And so I'll probably do the 20 years and that will be a nice retirement in addition to whatever else I work out. So and um, I'm getting health insurance through the military while I'm in school. So, so you don't need to use Aetna? No. <laughs> that's the health insurance that all the dental students use. Wow, that's cool. So you can can you can can you retire ten years after being a dentist? So because you'll you'll have put in ten years once you graduate, and then if you put in another ten years, can you retire with full pension? Yeah. Oh, yes. But it will be as a guardsman. So our um, retirement's a little different. So it's not as high as active duty, but I will have a monthly um, stipend after I think age 65. So I'll be working for a while. I think as long as I can stay healthy and fit, I'm going to stay in the military probably 20 or 25 years. Yeah, totally. Um, You know, and the guard is... like I said, I, the guard's a really great option for anybody who's considering the military, but maybe doesn't want to go full time. So, um, and the way the dental program's set up, it's a direct commission. So it's different than becoming an officer, you know, through ROTC in college or becoming an officer for a different program. Medical is nice that you just go in, you go through boards, you put together a packet, and they have boards a couple of times a year. And if you get selected, um, you just become an officer. So previous to this, I had been an enlisted soldier. Hmm, that makes sense. Um, so what are some of your future plans in dentistry? Do you plan on, I mean, I guess you kind of already talked about this a little bit, but do you plan on staying in the military um, for your dental career? Or do you have the option of like opening your own practice while you're in the military? Or do you want to specialize or anything like that? So um, thankfully with the guard, it's uh, just the one weekend a month. And then we have the unit that I'm currently with uh, does dental exams two Wednesdays per month. So typically the dentists who I work with um, have their own practices and then they just come in for one Wednesday during the month and then the one weekend. So it's really, really flexible um, for working and owning a practice. I mean, I would say the only thing that might make it easier would be to have a partnership, um, which is something that I would like to do. You know, when I'm done with dental school in the future, I'd really like to have my own practice and I'd be really interested in doing a partnership with two or three people. Um, my goal would be to have a practice where we have extended hours and open, you know, Friday, Saturday, probably not Sunday, but 
I want to, I want to be open till 8 PM. You know, I want to be able to get people who work till five, that kind of thing. So, um, be there to really try to help patients and not have a miss work and that kind of thing, which creates more stress. Um, I plan on just being a, uh, I shouldn't say just, I plan on being a general dentist because I think that there's so many different things that we get to do as a general dentist. We can do a little ortho, we can do root canals, you know, there's just such a variety of things we can do. Um, so I don't really want to specialize in anything. The other thing I'm probably, um, or I'm actively doing right now, I am applying for the NHSC uh, scholarship program as well, because I would like to work in an underserved area. And so, uh, we'll see if that ends up being part of my future. (laughs) So, wow. Um, so I, I understand now. So you only, even when you're a dentist, you only need to give back one weekend a month for the national army or for yeah. the army national guard. Yeah. And you get all these benefits. Yes. So right now, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a, it's a pretty good program. Um, that's why I think it's, it's competitive and there's not a lot of spots. Um, so it's, and it definitely takes time. You know, it took me a couple months to get my packet together and they go back probably uh, 10 years of your life and you have to put everywhere you lived, everybody you've known. So it's a really thorough vetting process. Uh, and then you get a physical, you have to go through MEPS and that kind of thing. So, but um, definitely worth it, you know, in terms of health insurance and a living stipend and just monetary benefits. And I mean, again, you're getting the you're getting the opportunity to help local soldiers in your state as well. So the dentist I work with, we do uh, exams on every, every soldier in Arizona. So every soldier that is in Arizona and the national guard comes through our medical detachment and every, you know, every one of them gets a dental exam. So it's, uh, it's quite a tasking. That's why we have, I think nine, nine dentists here in Arizona that are active dentists. And then there's three of us as students in the office that help with exams and we shadow. So are you planning on doing the $250,000 sign on bonus for that additional six years? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I would rather try to do the NHSC um, program because the the big difference with the guard versus um, HPSP or NHSC is that uh, NHSC and HPSP and sorry, so many acronyms. <laughs> you can see my military coming out right now. Um, oh, that's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to put the actual names in the show notes so people <laughs> don't just think we're saying the alphabet over here. Yeah, yeah. those two uh, programs pay this. You know, our tuition up front and have a, a stipend with them. So um, that's a little different in the sense that um, I'm. Not, you know, that that person's not taking out the debt. So what I'm currently doing is I'm taking out the loans. Uh, for dental school. And then later they will pay back some. And the way the guard does their payments is they do one payment a year over the six years. So it's not all up front. So, um, and since I'm, I'm a little older, I'm a non-traditional student. So um, I'm going to try to get all my debt paid off as soon as possible, <laughs> just because, you know, my goal would be to have a practice somewhere. And um, I don't know if I even said this too. You said, you know, what, what are future plans? Um, Later on in life, I would love to maybe come teach. And um, I think you know this because I'm in student government, but after seeing how our world's changed and just um, 
yeah, how our worlds change and politics. I think that maybe later on in life, after working for a while, I might want to run for a local office in my community and try to give back that way. So uh, my goal right now would be as soon as I'm done with dental school to get everything paid off as soon as possible. So, Man, Nicole, <laughs> so many questions just burst into my head. So we're, we're definitely going to have to schedule another interview so we can talk about office, advocacy, teaching, all those great topics. Um, but before I let you go, um, I want to ask you just one last question. And that's, what's one piece of advice you would tell yourself as a pre-dental student? So I'm going to give you two, <laughs> two bits of advice if that works. One, and I know it's cliche, is um, don't give up on this dream if this is your dream, if this is what you're passionate about. Um, I'm lucky enough that, you know, I came into this late and I ended up getting into school the first time around and um, it was easier, so to speak, after spending so many years doing schooling. (laughs) But, you know, I have a really good friend here at Midwestern and um, she applied to dental school year after year after year and got rejections. And um, she finally got in. And the thing is, she didn't give up. And she's passionate about dentistry. And that's somebody who I want to, you know, be around somebody who's passionate about dentistry and doesn't give up and somebody who's resilient. So I'm going to say if this is what you want to do, even if you've got, you know, a 2.5 GPA, or you bombed your, you know, DAT, or whatever, or, you, you know, whatever the reason is, if this is what you want to do, don't give up, you know, Find people, and then this is going to lead into my second part. Surround yourself with people who build you up, okay? Because one of the things is there's a lot of negativity in this world. Um, It's really easy to get down about things. I mean, we're in the midst of a pandemic, but it's really helpful to find people who are positive and realistic with you and help build you up instead of, you know, tearing you down and negativity. So, um, yeah, surround yourself with people who are going to help you become the best you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. Thanks for sharing that. My my dad always says there's going to be negative people in every field mm-hmm. uh, you work in, and you just got to avoid those people and find the people who are going to build you up. So I totally agree with all that you said. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, got to meet your dad. I hear a lot of good things about him. So yeah, right. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll interview my dad. <laughs> Uh, all right well unfortunately that's all the time we have for today nicole thank you so much for being here we seriously appreciate your time so much thank you for having me it was a lot of fun of course and uh thank you to all of our listeners as well and join us next week for another episode of the indirect vision podcast (music) 